Let's get your first look at news rolling here this morning with Nathan Cohns over in the news studio. Thank you very much, John, and good morning, everyone. A resolution to remove the dozens of yellow and red business signs in downtown Carroll due to concerns over their dated appearance failed to garner enough support at Monday's Carroll City Council meeting. According to Public Works Director Randy Crawl, the signs were first introduced in 2003 as part of the city's original corridor of commerce plan in the Central Business District. City officials have received requests to remove the aging signs and brackets from those streetscape posts. Ward 4 Councilwoman Carolyn Seaman supports their removal and says they have long outlived their purpose. Thinking about what we have ahead of us this summer, and we started paying more attention to the signs. You know, you walk by things, you quit looking at them. I've had complaints over the years that they look old, they look dated. Some are faded, some are bright. The font is so little. All the rationale we we put down here. And then we thought with all the baseball, then we found out about Ragbri. We thought this needs some refreshing and it's really cluttered again for all the reasons I put down here. They just need to go. And even the corridor 2.0 said, hey, your downtown needs to be refreshed. Carroll Chamber of Commerce Executive Director Kimberly Tiefenthaler agrees with Siemens assessment that the central business district would be more aesthetically pleasing without the signs. She says chamber staff began noticing them with the introduction of the summer live and local concerts on Adams Street. You know, we got to looking, and during Live and Local, we have plenty of time to stand around, listen to the bands, look at the crowd, and be happy about how many people are downtown. Through being downtown and looking at the signs during that time period, and then when we look at the photos, that tells a story, especially that line that you see of the signs, and just the sheer number of signs that we have, and then look at all the different colors. And then that's when we really started looking at the signs and thinking, wow, we do have a little bit of an issue here trying to keep up with replacing signs and the colors and things like that. These signs are updated around twice yearly as businesses leave and new businesses move in to take their place. Stephen Teller adds the signs no longer serve their intended goal for wayfinding due to their density and local stores might be better served using their own facades to advertise their location downtown. At-large Councilman Laverne Dirk says his only concern is that they have yet to hear from the public or the business owners who would be impacted by their removal. If businesses want it down, I don't have any problem with that, but some of the businesses want it up and we haven't even asked them what they want, that's an issue for me. Ward 1 Councilman Tom Bordnero, who also owns Bordnero's Meat Market on Adams Street, says it does not seem prudent to make a decision too quickly. I just think there's got to be some more thought put to this before we run and jump and take out all the signs. I mean, I don't see the high importance of it right now, but who am I, you know, just a business guy. A motion from Seaman to remove the downtown signage failed to pass with Seaman and Ward 2 Councilman Misty Base in support and Dirk Spornero and Ward 3 Councilman Kyle Bauer opposed. The issue will likely appear again on the council's February 27th agenda. Residents and business owners are encouraged to reach out to City Hall or one of their elected officials to provide feedback before the council's next meeting. And again, just a reminder, the city of Westside did have a boil advisory in effect from the beginning of this week. That was lifted yesterday. Uh, The city thanks customers for their patience and understanding while that order was in effect. If you have any questions, go ahead and reach out to Westside City Hall directly at 712-663-4493.
and a coalition of groups is celebrating the 15th anniversary of the state law that bans smoking in most public places and is urging lawmakers to do more. Therese Harms of the Iowa Tobacco Prevention Alliance says the Iowa Smoke-Free Act has helped thousands of Iowans quit smoking. More than one in five Iowa adults smoked cigarettes 15 years ago. Today, the rate is just over 14%. As a result, we've seen a 33% decline in Iowa's adult smoking rate. Representatives from the American Lung Association, the American Cancer Society, and the American Heart Association were at the Iowa Capitol on Tuesday. The coalition is calling on lawmakers to increase the state tax on tobacco products and close a loophole that allows smoking on the gaming floors at the state's casinos. The group also wants e-cigarette use banned in the same places where it's not legal to smoke a cigarette or a cigar. Harm says it's surreal to remember what public places were like before the law. I grew up in a home with both of my parents smoking, both of my parents of whom died of tobacco-related illnesses. When we would go out to a restaurant, the smoke permeated every inch of every establishment. I remember being in rooms with smoke so thick that my eyes would sting until tears started to roll down my face. I'm so grateful that my children don't have to endure this today. In the 1980s, former Governor Terry Branstad declared his office space in public areas in the Iowa Capitol as smoke-free zones. He also ordered the removal of a cigarette vending machine on the Capitol's publicly accessible ground floor. Branstad credits his wife, Chris, for taking the ashtrays out of their home in Lake Mills, as well as the governor's mansion in Des Moines. And the first reception we held for legislators, one particular prominent Republican legislator lit up a cigarette. My wife charged across the room and told him in no uncertain terms to put it out. And he did. Former Governor Chet Culver signed the Iowa Smoke-Free Air Act in 2008 after it narrowly passed the Iowa legislature. That will wrap up your KCIM 6 o'clock news. I'm Nathan Cohen's reporting. Yeah, I remember the days. Well, you don't remember the days when you could. I mean, people who used to smoke on airplanes. They used to smoke, you know, obviously anywhere they wanted in a restaurant, things like that. I was in a casino years ago, and they had a non-smoking section. The only problem it was totally surrounded by a smoke by smoking. They had probably a little tiny feet. section, like two little sections of of slot machines that were non-smoking. And I thought this is just a joke. Yeah, don't make me out to be quite that young now. Two thousand eight, <laughs> I was. Well, like you couldn't. I mean, it's been a while since you smoked on, on airplanes and things like that. They were uh, that I did for I, a long time. I, correct. I don't remember that, but I do remember going into restaurants, and you know, I remember my mom always asking for the non-smoking section. And it didn't matter at all because, mm-hmm. you know, weird as an, an aerosolized chemical uh, or smell, it gets everywhere. Yeah. So, it, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. This one seems like mostly pros. My first job in radio uh, was in my hometown radio station, uh, KCCR in Pierce, South Dakota. And it had a huge pop filter on the microphone. It looks like a big sponge kind of thing on the microphone. Uh, and uh, they allowed smoking. In, in the studio. So, yeah, I mean, like a little <laughs> tiny studio and it just, you know, just be billows of, of smoke piling out of there from from previous announcers stuff. And you go in there and I smoked at the time. Uh, but that that whole pop filter thing would just reek of cigarette smoke. And I, I still smell that every time I <laughs> every once in a while when I walk into a room that I, I smell a little smoke in. Yeah, And they talked about it a little bit. The the adult smoking rates compared to 2007. Uh, I guess the law was passed in 2008, but around that time, 
have dropped incredible, like a remarkable amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I found that really interesting as well. Very rarely do I do Does legislation seem to have that dramatic of an effect. Yeah. That, that I tell you the greatest decision I ever made, stop smoking. I, I did a long time ago and I've never looked back since. So it took me many, many times to do it, but I finally got it done. We got state wrestling to talk about. That's uh, coming up yet today. So Jeff Blankman will have a little preview on that one for you coming up in sports and results from last night's girls basketball playoffs on the way for you as well. But up next, we're going to talk weather.